February 28, 2014 edition of Weekly Signals Weekly Review, an interpretive guide to current events broadcasting from the campus of the University of California at Irvine at an undisclosed location in the backyard of KUCI 88.9 FM. I'm Nathan Callahan. Yeah, Mahler. Yeah, Mahler. Yeah, I know. Where's Mike? Yeah, where's Mike? Where's Mike? Are you upset that he's not here today, Mahler? Is that what it is? Is that what it is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he's not coming here today. Yeah, he's giving out information on the storm in Los Angeles, what there is of it. Uh, apparently, he'll be back next week, Mahler. Yeah, yeah. Oh, poor guy. Here's something that might cheer you up. Animals in the news. Yeah, animals in the news. There's a chihuahua epidemic in Arizona. Yeah, yeah. Animal control workers in Maricopa County, Arizona, say they took over 6,000 calls from the Maryvale section of Phoenix complaining about abandoned chihuahuas. Residents there say they want something done. Packs of 8 to 12 of the little runts have been chasing their kids on the way to school. Now, that might actually be helpful. Also in Animals in the News, a wild leopard ran through the busy streets of Meerut, a city 40 miles north of New Delhi, India, injuring seven people as officials armed with tranquilizer darts and sticks. I don't know about the sticks. Tried to capture it. One police officer was treated for a large gash in his shoulder, which is probably the one carrying the stick. The leopard ran across rooftops and into a movie theater, a hospital, and construction sites. Hmm. You're sitting there at the movies, and a leper sits down next to you. A curfew-like situation prevailed in Meirut. All schools and colleges were closed, colleges as opposed to schools, while shops remained shut. The police warned people to remain indoors. Cover your windows and do not peep out from your balconies, they announced on loudspeakers. The town has been divided into nine sectors, each under the charge of a magistrate now. Joint teams of the Army, Forest Department, and local administration have been formed to trace the animal, and the, as of yet, the leopard remains uncaught. Also in Animals in the News, neuroscientists at Harvard demonstrated that the movements of an avatar monkey could be controlled by the nerve impulses of a master monkey. Yeah, yeah that's right, Mother. Yeah. A master monkey. Yeah. By connecting the brain of the puppet master monkey to the spine of the other through prosthesis. These findings could help lead to implants that help patients overcome paralysis. Paralysis due to nerve or spinal cord damage remains a challenge for current surgical techniques. Scientists are now attempting to restore movement to such patients with brain-machine interfaces that allow people to operate computers to control robotic limbs. And next up, of course, the, uh, the monkeys, the uh, puppet master monkeys. Also, in Animals in the News, workers at Iron Maiden Hog Farm in Kentucky were attempting to inoculate sows against porcine epidemic diarrhea viruses by feeding them the ground intestines of piglets who had succumbed to the disease. 
That doesn't sound good. Also, although it must work. Also in animals in the news, captive Asian elephants. Ah, this is a good one. Kind of reminds me of going to a Michael Jackson concert. Captain Asian, captive Asian elephants were observed to grasp the genitals of distressed members of their herd in order to console them. <laughs> in a study in the, peer, in the journal Peer J, animal behaviorists observed 26 captive elephants in a sanctuary in northern Thailand. Researchers said they recorded a number of elephant behaviors that they concluded were specifically intended to comfort distressed herd members. The behaviors included touching the distressed elephant's genitals with their trunks, putting their trunks in the distressed elephant's mouth. <sighs> I can't go on. Oh, apparently, and making a high-pitched chirping sound. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just like that, Mueller. Yeah, that's what happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, poor little Mahler. Poor little Mahler. Meanwhile, in non-beastie news, Egypt's interim prime minister announced the mass resignation of his government. The sudden resignation of the entire cabinet paves the way for Field Marshal Abdel Fattah el-Sisi to run for president after renouncing his post as defense minister. Prime Minister Hassim el-Beblawi, el-Beblawi, has reportedly been asked to remain in his post until a new prime minister is found. In Ukraine, violent demonstrations in Kiev resulted in the deaths of dozens of anti-government protesters. The ouster of Ukrainian President Viktor Yanukovych, the release from prison of opposition leader and former prime minister Yulia Tymoshenko, and the passage of a law returning Yanukovych's 345-acre Miziri compound along the Naper River to state ownership. It's like we entered Berlin and seized the Reichstag, said one of the thousands of Kievans who came to see Miziri's golf course and private zoo. Partially incinerated financial records recovered by a diver from a nearby reservoir indicate that Yanukovych had spent $115,000 on a statue of a running boar. Well, that's not so bad. That's, I mean, you know, it's what you expect with government waste. Later on, and, and it's not really waste, it's just a boar. Later on, pro-Russian gunmen seized control of a parliament in the Crimean region. Russian news reports say President Viktor Yanukovych is now in Russian territory and seeking protection there. He fled Kiev following months of protest over his decision to strengthen ties with, you guessed it, Russia and not Europe. Russia, meanwhile, is running military exercises near the uh, Ukrainian border. So there is a lot of excitement coming up in Ukraine. A new report by Amnesty International finds Israeli soldiers in the occupied West Bank are killing Palestinian civilians with impunity in what could amount to war crimes. According to UN data, 45 Palestinians were killed in the West Bank between 2011 and 2013, including six children. Lawmakers in France voted to extend indefinitely the country's military intervention in Central African Republic. Hey, I keep wanting to say the Central African Republic, and uh, it tells me not to. 
Don't say the Central African Republic. All right, I won't. Troops from France and the African Union have so far been unable to stop sectarian bloodshed between Muslim rebels and Christian vigilantes. In the latest violence, Christian fighters. Isn't that a uh, oxymoron? I would hope it is. Reportedly, Christian fighters reportedly killed 70 people over a two-day period earlier this month, while Chadian troops are accused of killing three civilians in the capital of Benguay. In Venezuela, five intelligence agents were arrested for the shooting deaths of protesters amid violent anti-government protests that have killed at least 16 people. President Nicolas Maduro held a national peace conference aimed at quelling the critics, but the opposition did not attend. And it sounds like a city council meeting to me. I don't know. Yeah, Mahler has experience with these things. Yeah. Mexican officials have arrested the head of Mexico's largest drug cartel, Joaquin Guzman. Nicknamed El Chapo, was arrested in a condominium in the resort town of Mazatlan. Guzman had been imprisoned before, but escaped in 2001, reportedly using a laundry cart. The United States aided the investigation into that escape and will seek Guzman's extradition to the United States. Last month, the Mexican newspaper El Universal reported U.S. drug agents had previously held secret negotiations with the Sinaloa cartel, that would be El Chapo's cartel, reportedly agreeing not to interfere with its activities or actively prosecute Chapo Guzman and other leaders in exchange for information about rival cartels. Ah, the way of the world... A Uganda newspaper published a list of what it called the country's top 200 gays, which differs from a list that we'd publish in e-magazine on the U.S.'s top 200 gays. They outed some Ugandans raising fears of violence amid those names just a day after the president enacted a severe anti-gay law that allows harsh penalties for homosexual offenses calling gays mercenaries and prostitutes. you got to make up your mind there. They're either mercenaries or prostitutes. You know, They can't be like just regular people. Those convicted of being gay are subjected in Uganda to long jail terms, to very long jail terms. In fact, life in prison. The law also outlaws the promotion of homosexuality and requires people to denounce gays. You're required to say, shut up, fag. Many on the uh, 200 top list are scared and they need help. And Pepe Julian Onziema, a prominent Ugandan gay activist who is named in the tabloid, said some want to leave the country and they are asking to be helped. Meanwhile, U.S. Secretary of State John Kerry said that the signing of the bill by President Yoweri Musavina marked a tragic day for Uganda and for all who care about the cause of human rights. He warned that Washington could cut aid to the East African nation over the new law. I think they should cut aid, but that's just me, which punishes gay sex with up to life in prison. 
Yep. Well, if there's one thing that seems certain in the wake of uh, Fukushima Dakai, that meltdown that occurred in 2011, the worst atomic accident since Chernobyl, it was that the nuclear power in Japan and the rest of the world was in major trouble. Japan, which uh, before Fukushima had generated 30% of its elect electricity from nuclear, eventually took all of its 50 commercial reactors offline to pass new safety tests. Japanese citizens took to the streets against the nuclear industry in rare shows of public protest, and then Prime Minister Naoto Kan announced a commitment to end nuclear power in Japan by 2040. Other countries took note, too. In the wake of Fukushima, Germany began closing nuclear power plants out of safety concerns with a plan to denuclearize the country completely by 2022. But now... Nearly three years after Fukushima, the impact of the meltdown seems smaller than ever. We humans have short memories. Even in the country that was ground zero for the accident. Yep. This week, Japanese Prime Minister Shinzo Abe released a new basic energy plan that states Japan will push to restart dozens of reactors closed after the disaster and build new ones in the future, thereby radiating the entire Pacific Ocean. Ah, my goodness. Yeah, Mahler. Go out there, chase a rabbit. Let me tell you an interesting story here. The publishers Springer and IEEE -E -E, are removing more than 120 papers from their subscription services after a French researcher discovered that the works were computer-generated by nonsense. Yeah. The researcher is Cyril Labbé, a computer scientist who has cataloged computer-generated papers that made it into more than 30 published conference proceedings between 2008 and 2013. LeBay developed a way to automatically detect manuscripts composed by a piece of software called Sigen, which randomly combines strings of words to produce fake computer science papers. Yeah, I know some organizations in Orange County that do that, but they don't use Sigen. Sigen was invented in 2005 by researchers at MIT to prove that conferences would accept meaningless papers. <laughs> <laughs> and, as they put it, to maximize amusement. Sigen is free to download and use. The program is. You can go online, download Sigen, make your own fake computer science paper. LeBay does not know why the papers were submitted or even if the authors were aware of them. Most of the conferences took place in China and most of the fake papers have authors with Chinese affiliations. With global greenhouse gas emissions continuing to increase, proposals to limit the effects of climate change through the large-scale manipulation of Earth systems are increasingly being discussed. In other words, we, we can't stop global warming, so we might as well figure out you know, what we can do to tweak our current conditions. Turn up the air conditioning. Researchers at the GMR Hemholtz Center for Ocean Research have now studied with computer simulations 
the long-term global consequences of severe climate engineering, they show that all the proposed methods, that's all the proposed methods, would either be unable to significantly reduce global warming or they could not be stopped without causing dangerous climate disruption. So you might be able to turn them on, but then you'd be dependent on them forever. Authorities in Australia say a massive fire at an open-pit coal mine could continue to burn for months. The fire has already burned for two weeks, enveloping the town of Morwell in the state of Victoria with a thick, toxic smoke that's making its citizens sick. Residents of Beijing are suffering through a ninth day of heavy smog. On Monday, authorities issued the second highest level of pollution for a, that's an alert, for the second time after it was used for the first time ever on Friday. That's in, in Beijing. During an orange alert, children and the elderly are warned not to go outside. Dozens of factories have been shut down in a bid to curb the pollution, and it's ongoing. And in the world of things I like, according to Dietrich Esser, a researcher at Wageninen University in the Netherlands, dark chocolate. That's right, dark chocolate. Not this other stuff that people eat with wax and milk and sugar in it, but the 85% good chocolate, pure chocolate. Dark chocolate helps restore flexibility to arteries while also preventing white blood cells from sticking to the walls of blood vessels. Both arterial stiffness and white blood cell adhesion are known factors that play a significant role in atherosclerosis. I think I'll have me some dark chocolate right now. Ah, that's good. Mm, the Akan language. The Akan language, interjection, chia, used to express contempt, was banned from Ghana's parliament. Chia! Banned from Ghana's parliament. Can't do that anymore. But then, after it was banned... President John Tramani Mahama, together with members of parliament, virtually opened the Chia floodgates in parliament. During his State of the Nation address, the president, after a moment of heckling interlaced with inaudible shouts of Chia, Chia, from the minority, asked, Who said Chia? Who said Chia? More calls of Chia ensued. Later, a song hit the airwaves of Ghana entitled, Who Said Chia? It's actually not so bad, as far as novelty tunes go, Who Said Chia? The Chia ban has stirred both debate and mockery. Columnist Kwasi Gyan Apateng said that if the parliament is trying to save the president's image by banning the word, the best strategy would be to go on the attack and get into some Chia mockery. I'm for that. It's not spelled like Chia, by the way. It's uh, spelled with a T. T-W-E-A-A. It's not a Chia pet. Religious clerics in the United Arab Emirates issued a fatwa against one-way trips to Mars. I'll say that again. Religious clerics in the United 
Arab Emirates issued a fatwa against one-way trips to Mars, arguing that inhabiting the Red Planet goes against Islamic teachings. Such a one-way journey poses a real risk to life, and that can never be justified in Islam, ruled the General Authority of Islamic Affairs and Endowment. There is a possibility that an individual who travels to planet Mars may not be able to remain alive there and is more vulnerable to death. So apparently it could be suicidal, and that's why you can't go to Mars. The uh, Reverend Gustavo Guterres of Peru, the founder of Liberation Theology, that would be the Latin America-inspired Catholic theology advocating for the poor, received a hero's welcome at the Vatican as the once-criticized movement, Liberation Theology, continues its rehabilitation under Pope Francis. Former Cardinal and Pope Joey Ratzinger, you remember him, spent time, spent much of his time battling liberation theology and disciplining some of its famous defenders. Saying it was Marxist and communist and all that, Guterres and his backers insist true liberation theology was always perfectly in line with the Christ social teaching about the poor, which Francis embraces. Upcoming regulations restricting the diversity of Russia's underwear choices have been met with resounding disapproval, including an outcry from protesters who were detained by police while wearing panties on their heads. The production, import, and sale of synthetic lace panties will be banned this summer within the customs union between Russia, Kazakhstan, and Belarus. The law, which went into effect in the customs union in 2012, but not yet enforced, will ban underwear that does not reach a 6% threshold for moisture absorption, which aims to prevent products potentially harmful to consumers. Moisture absorption in many of the most popular synthetic material mixtures for lace panties is reportedly around 3 to 3.6%, which does not, of course, meet the uh, 6% absorption threshold. Lace panties will disappear from store shelves in Russia July 1st, 2014. <sighs> Dozens of elderly relatives separate, separated for six decades by the division of uh, Korean Peninsula, remember that, were re reunited at North Korea's Mount Kumgang Resort. Wow, that's nice. I gotta say, that's, that's nice. That makes, me, that makes me happy. You look old, said a 93-year-old South Korean father to his 64-year-old North Korean son. Come, give me a hug. Well, that's so nice. That's so nice. That makes Mahler. That makes Mahler. Yeah, Mahler. Come give me a hug, Mahler. Oh, yeah. It's time for secret stuff. Oh, that shut him up. A new report based on leaks by Edward Snowden reveals new details of how Western spy agencies manipulate information online. Writing at TheIntercept.org, Glenn Greenwald described the tactics of a secret unit inside Britain's, Britain's top spy agency called JTRIG, or Joint Threat Research Intelligence Group. JTRIG's self-identified goals are to discredit targets by posting fake material, including, for example, fake blog posts purporting to be by the victim of the target, and to manipulate online discourse. 
A newly revealed document titled, this is a catchy title, by the way, the Disruption Operational Playbook lists task tactics like false flag operation or posting material online, then falsely attributing it to someone else. The targets appeared to include those subject, suspected of hacktivism, meaning online acts of political protest. The broader point, Greenwald writes, is that these surveillance agencies have vested themselves with the power to deliberately ruin people's reputations and disrupt their online political activity, even though they've been charged with no crimes and even though their actions have no conceivable connection to terrorism or even national security threats. Also in secret stuff, another source within the National Security Agency appears to have emerged. The German newspaper Bild am Sonntag reported that the NASA, or NASA, not NASA, NSA, that the NSA increased its spying on senior German officials after President Obama ordered a halt to spying on German Chancellor Angela Merkel. So they did the opposite. Also, the NSA says it's need, it needs to hold Americans' phone records for longer than the law currently allows so they can be used as evidence in the many privacy lawsuits against the agency. The Justice Department argued in a court filing that it needs to hold the records, including call times, phone numbers, and call duration longer than the usual five years in case it needs to be used as evidence. Also in secret stuff, with the assistance and apparent consent of the NSA, Britain's spy agency GCHQ collected webcam images from the video chats of millions of innocent people. That would be webcam images, video chats. The Dragnet surveillance program reportedly swept up the Yahoo video communications of many American and British citizens and included sexually explicit images. Mm -hmm. This is a truly shocking revelation that underscores the importance of the debate on privacy now taking place and the reforms being considered, said Alex Abdo, staff attorney with the American Civil Liberties Union National Security Project. Uh-huh. That's, that's that. I think we ought to move on to something else now. This is getting, getting a little bit... What is it, Mahler? Ah, jeez. I forgot to do the ID, didn't I? You're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM, Irvine, California, on the web at KUCI.org. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's Mahler's favorite station. And now we're going to talk about drones, Mahler. Drones in the news. Yeah, yeah. A Pakistani tribesman whose son and brother were killed in a CIA drone strike urged British MPs to support his efforts to declare the attacks illegal and persuade the U.S. to end them. That would be Kareem Khan, who we spoke about many times before, his close relatives, whose close relatives were killed in 2009, told The Guardian that the U.K. was equally liable since it was a close intelligence partner of the U.S., also in Drones in the News, the U.S. Navy will deploy a new drone-killing laser this summer on a ship bound for the Middle East, giving the ability to warn and, if necessary, destroy any fast-moving attacks that threatens its vessels. Fast-moving attacks by drones. This is uh, the amphibious transport dock ship, the USS Ponce, 
will be the first to receive the device known as a laser weapon system, or LAWS. And it can fire highly concentrated laser beams at an oncoming aircraft or boat and destroy it. Very good. One of the, um, I don't know if it's very good, but there it is. I, uh, people in the Navy, one admiral says it, uh, it's reminiscent of phasers from Star Trek. And I suppose that's why you go into the Navy. A Star Trek fetish. Also in Drones in the News, a jet-powered drone with a range of 1,800 miles from the nearest base is now operational. The Avenger, as it's called, has the ability to fly up to 500 miles per hour at as much as 50,000 feet up for 18 hours. Also in Drones, Rolls-Royce is moving toward a world where a single tap on a smartphone could set a massive cargo ship in motion halfway around the world. The company best known for luxury cars is designing drone cargo ships it says would be cleaner, more efficient, less expensive, and easier to manipulate than the manned ocean freighters that transport most of its world cargo. <sighs> it's a drone world. Researchers have taught flying drones to behave like birds now, clearing the way for further development of technologies to marshal swarms of unmanned aerial vehicles. In a paper entitled, and here's another great title for a paper, Outdoor Flocking Information Flight with Autonomous Aerial Robot Boffins. This would be from Budapest Ertvush University. Scientists describe how they have been able to teach quadrocopters to flock. And they can think on their own, so they'll be flocking together. <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. We should move on to, uh, to perhaps the, uh, what do we call it? Domestic news? Yeah, domestic news, Mahler. You miss Mike? Not really? <laughs> yeah. Me too. Barack Obama formally ordered the Pentagon to make plans for a full pullout of American troops from Afghanistan by the end of the year, pointing to a way out of the conflict that is reminiscent of his end to the war in Iraq. While the Obama administration reiterated that it would prefer to maintain a residual military presence in Afghanistan, Hamid Karzai, the Afghan president, has refused to sign an accord that would pave the way for some U.S. forces to remain. The Pentagon outlined a five-year budget plan that would shrink the number of active-duty soldiers to its smallest size since World War II. Well, good. While expanding the number of special operations personnel. Mm, not so good. Defense Security Chuck Defense Secretary Chuck Hagel outlined the proposal saying, uh, some crap. Really? It's just puffery. We're great. We need to respond to the future. Under the plan, the number of active duty soldiers would increase to about 450,000. Would decrease to about 450,000. Yeah, I was reading that thinking. I said it was going to decrease. So it went down 450,000 to about 450,000, but there would be, they would add on 70% special operations forces. The plan also, and here's, here's the kicker, the plan also includes cuts to military benefits. So you, uh, you get conned into this game, you get your leg blown off, chances are they're not going to do much for you. And on the other hand, lots of money will go to fat cats in the defense 
contracting business. Arizona Governor Jan Brewer vetoed a bill that would have allowed business to deny service to lesbian, gay, bisexual, and transsexual people and potentially other groups based on a religious objection. The bill had generated a nationwide chorus of condemnation, not just from the LGBT activists, but also from major companies like Apple and Delta, and even from some of the same Republican lawmakers who voted for it. Apple called up Arizona's, I don't know who at Apple, just Apple called up Arizona's governor, Jan Brewer, to urge her to veto the state's anti-gay bill. Why? Apple has an in, has a vested interest in not having it. It's on the verge of opening a new manufacturing plant which promises to uh, add a potential 2,000 jobs, 700 permanent jobs, and 1,300 more jobs in construction to Arizona. Meanwhile, Carol Foyler, a Tea Party Republican who supported the anti-gay law, said that the startling bombshell that gays played a role in the state's economy put her and her fellow lawmakers in a tight spot. Quite frankly, we were blindsided by this, she said. We had no idea that gays had money and bought things just like regular people do. Acknowledging that her vote for the anti-gay law might have been uh, calamitous for the state's economy, Miss Foyler placed the blame for it squarely on the soldiers of one group, the gays themselves. How was I supposed to know what gay people do with their money when I don't personally know any gay people? She asked. I'm sorry, but it was up to the gays to tell us. A federal judge declared Texas's ban on gay marriage unconstitutional, but left it in place until an appeal court can rule on the case. There's a lot of legal stuff going on, but that's good news. That's good news. A new investigation has uncovered how failures by federal regulators to address safety concerns in Texas oil and gas fields have fueled unsafe conditions that have killed hundreds of workers. The Houston Chronicle reports 65 oil workers died in Texas in 2012 alone. <sighs> Police officers may enter and search homes without a warrant as long as one occupant consents, even if another residence has previously objected. So you can just keep, you know, asking questions. First you ask mom, and if mom says no, then you go to dad. That's the way the police work it. This is according to the Supreme Court, which ruled on uh, in Los Angeles, on a Los Angeles case, that is. The 6-3 ruling triggered by a Los Angeles Police Department arrest in 2009 gives authorities more leeway to search homes without obtaining a warrant, even when there is no emergency. A new Senate investigation finds the Swiss banking firm Credit Suisse aided tax evasion by wealthy U.S. citizens who have stashed billions of dollars outside the reach of U.S. tax collectors. The report accuses Credit Suisse of an array of tactics from creating offshore shells, shell entities to establishing a branch at Zurich Airport where elite clients use secret elevators operated by remote control. Ooh, remote control. Yeah. Yeah, that's right, Molly. Molly, you want a remote control? Is that what you want? We'll get you one. A probe by the State Department's Inspector General found a contractor who analyzed the environmental impact of the Keystone XL oil pipeline 
did not violate conflict of interest rules, even though it previously performed work for the pipeline company. So the pipeline might just go in anyway. Obama is expected to issue a decision in the next few months. People are getting pretty upset about this. I know I am. I don't want no fracking thing going on. Federal regulators say rail cars being used to transport oil from North Dakota's back and shale pose an unacceptable safety risk. The cars were involved in recent explosions, including one in Quebec that killed 47 people in July. The remarks came a day after regulators issued an emergency order for stricter testing to measure how explosive oil is before it's transferred. Chevron in, in oil. Chevron delivered, this is a good one. I like this one. This one, I gotta say, this story, it's making me laugh. It's making me laugh right now. It's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's laugh together, Mahler. What do you say? Chevron delivered gift certificates for a large pizza and a two-liter bottle of soda to 200 households in Bobtown, Pennsylvania, following an explosion and five-day-long fire, five-day-long fire explosion at a fracking well in neighboring Dunkard Township. We are committed to taking action, said a letter accompanying the certificates. The free pizza coupons were hand-delivered to residents and expire May 1st. <laughs> you got an explosion. You got a five-day fire and you get a free pizza coupon that expires? One coupon recipient said it felt like a huge slap in the face to get a free pizza. I do not feel they've addressed anything. A pizza coupon? I mean, come on! Many residents also flamed Chevron on Twitter. Worst apology ever. Sorry our fracking well exploded. Here's a free pizza, one Twitter user wrote. Nice community relations. If you are frightened by a fire, an explosion, relax. Have a pizza, another tweeted. <sighs> In news from Texas, the CEO of ExxonMobil has joined a lawsuit against a fracking-related project due to fears it could affect the value of his multi-million dollar home. So this is a guy all in favor of fracking until it affects him. Exxon is the largest gas producer in the United States, relying heavily on fracking, which involves blasting water and chemicals deep in the shale rock, into the shale rock. But CEO Rex Tillerson has joined a lawsuit to block a water tower in Bartonville, Texas, that would provide water for fracking on the grounds it would create a noise nuisance. Residents of other fracked areas have complained about the industry's other impacts, including the poisoning of their water. But, you know, noise is too much for Rex to bear. The U.S. Department of Homeland Security denied New Jersey an exemption from a federal law requiring that all domestic shipments be delivered by U.S. flagged vessels, temporarily stranding 40,000 tons of rock salt in Searsport, Maine. Oh, here's a good one. The video streaming site Netflix has agreed to pay Comcast for faster and more direct access to its subscribers. Don't like that. 
The deal comes just 10 days after Comcast agrees to buy Time Warner. You got a huge monopoly here, merging the largest and second largest cable and broadband providers. The latest deal could have major implications for net neutrality. Yeah, it will completely dissolve it. The principle of equal and open access to the Internet. Last week, federal regulators said they would not appeal a court decision striking down rules on net neutrality, instead saying they will issue new rules. A proposal media reform advocates say is toothless under the current legal framework. Uh, Pocatello, Idaho zoning board meeting was moved from the Paradise Conference Room at City Hall to a larger venue after more than 100 residents attended a debate uh, to uh, talk about the proposed construction of a mosque. I get very fearful because I live close to this place, said Reverend Jim Jones. Not that Reverend Jim Jones. And in more City Hall news, a City Hall excavation in Manhattan unearthed a small cylindrical object that's shedding new light on a previously taboo topic, feminine hygiene. The discovery in 2010 of a three-inch cylinder made of mammal bone with small holes in the bottom and a threaded top initially stumped Archaeologists working on a big dig of 18th and 19th century remains around City Hall. It fell to Lisa Geiger, a member of the Chrysalis Archaeologist team, to connect the dots and realize they found a 19th century douche. (sighs) The House Education Committee in Alabama State Legislature pushed through a school prayer bill last week on a voice vote, even though more committee members voted against it than for it. The bill would require teachers to spend up to 15 minutes during the first class of each school day reading prayers before the U.S. Senate or House of Representatives. That said that wrong there. Reading prayers said before the U.S. House and Senate. In other words, if the U.S. House said it, then we're just going to read this. And instead of being government-sponsored prayer, we're calling it civics. The Montgomery Advertiser reports that only two members of the committee actually voted for the bill. In a voice vote, three voted against it. Three others did not vote at all. But the, uh, the uh, chairwoman of the committee, Mary Sue McClurkin, said she, she heard it. She heard more, more voices in favor of school prayer. <sighs> in what is likely the most widespread case of official corruption in Monterey County history, six King City, California police officers, including... The former and acting chiefs of police were arrested on felony charges, four of them accused of conspiracy, embezzlement, and bribery. The owner of a local tow truck company, the brother of the acting chief, was arrested in the scheme, which involved impounding the cars of mostly unlicensed drivers, then selling them when the car's owners were unable to pay for the towing and storage fees. (sighs) There's so much going on. In Indiana University, Indiana University study in collaboration with medical researchers from Karolinska University in Stockholm found that advancing paternal age at childbearing can lead to higher rate of psychiatric and academic problems in offspring. Yep. And here's, I'll, I'll leave you with a couple of little stories here. Police officers in Mex- Mexico. In Michigan, sorry, police officers in Michigan who killed a, an African-American homeless man accused of stealing a cup of coffee will not face charges. Yep. 
On July 1, 2012, Saginaw police fired 47 shots at Milton Hall, striking him 11 times. That's right, I said it, 47 shots. He, Hall, the man, had a history of mental illness and reportedly tried to defend himself with a pocket knife. And at one point, he actually called 9-11 to plead for help as police officers surrounded him. On Tuesday, federal officials said there was not enough evidence to, for, of willful misconduct to prosecute the officers who also previously avoided state charges. Milton Hall's mother has filed suit against the city of Saginaw, good for her, calling her son's death execution by firing squad. Yeah, 47 shots. I think that pretty much, uh, much sums it up. And finally, and finally, in the world of business. Clown trade groups noted a decline in membership. Yeah, if you're in the clown business, things are kind of on the downturn. According to Clowns of America International President Clyde D. Scope, the older clowns are passing away.